On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. Uh, King Charles and Queen Camilla crowned uh, with cheering crowds in front of Buckingham Palace yesterday. Thousands packing the mall despite the rain after a sombre religious coronation service at Westminster Abbey and then a procession through central London around Parliament Square and down the mall. The King and Queen waving to the crowd from the palace balcony as the red arrows painted the sky red, white and blue and capturing it all there with an Irish slant was News Talk's own Henry McKean. Henry, how are you today? Oh, Galvin, I'm feeling a little bit tired, but it really was an historic day. It was very wet. The rain would not stop. To be honest, my shoes are still a little bit wet. I've never witnessed anything quite like it before. Lots of pomp and circumstance, history, 1,000-year-old traditions. But I also witnessed a growing English Republican movement. I met uh, these people in the rain at Trafalgar Square, and they were chanting, not my king, and they want to abolish the monarchy. £250 million spent on this stupid coronation and they can't even pay the nurses who are using food banks. I believe in the Republic, I've believed in the Republic nearly all my life since I was a teenager. It it isn't right that we are ruled, well, the head of state is unelected. So that, you know, we tell our children now, you can do anything, you can be anything, and they're told, you've got to be king. And I guess they could have a choice, but I'm sure they're brought up with a duty. So I feel for, I mean, I'm not a monarchist, I think we should have a republic, but I also think we're keeping them, uh, we're denying them their human rights to be their full potential. Not my king! Not my king! So they're chanting, not my king, here. And just behind that barrier is King Charles and the procession here at Trafalgar Square. Stick your coronation up your ass. They would say ass here. Yeah, well, you know know what it means, right? Okay, you're Irish, so you're going to... You know American probably better. I can't be honest with you here, because if I do, they'll lock me up and put me in prison. Some uh, abolish the monarchy protesters getting a linguistics lesson in Hiberno English uh, from Henry McKean uh, about whether it's arse versus arse. Uh, not a discussion they expected to be having at t- uh, 20 past 12 on a Sunday lunchtime. Uh, Henry, as well as those uh, abolish the monarchy protesters, you also got to meet a certain Leo Varadkar. I did. The Taoiseach was there representing the country with another hundred heads of state. Uh, he got to witness all that pomp, all that service and all those ancient rituals was a really fascinating occasion and was certainly very interesting to be uh, part of history and to see history happen. Um, and uh, I think as a country, as you know, um, both the President and I were invited to be here. Um, and if you think back when the last coronation happened in the 50s, um, neither the Irish President nor the Irish Taoiseach were here. So it does show how things have moved on, um, how we have a very close good relationship with our nearest neighbour. Um, and also let's not forget that there are um, over a million people on the island of Ireland who, who are British and have a British nationality. And there are hundreds of thousands of people here in England who are very much part of British society working in business and finance and the NHS and um, and in the police and so on. So, you know, I think it's um, just a recognition of the mature and developing relationship that we have between Britain and Ireland. Do you think King Charles is a friend of Ireland? And I know obviously he's he's the king uh, of a different jurisdiction, but do you feel like, I know this is, I probably shouldn't ask you this, but do you almost feel like he is a closet, you know, Republican and would like to see United Ireland? 
I no, I, I, I can't speak for him, but um, I, I think it's probably that's probably not the case. But I, I do know that he is uh, somebody who's an interest in Ireland um, and an interest in the peace process. Uh, and I met him yesterday very briefly in, in Buckingham Palace, and he said to me uh, that he was very keen to visit every county in Ireland. Uh, so he's visited a lot of them already, a few more to go. And uh, you know, we're very much hoping that it's possible for him to make and make a visit um, sometime this year. No details worked out or no date, but. Um, he's keen to visit and we're keen to ensure that he's able to visit and that we get that right. And did you like all that pomp, all that tradition that you witnessed inside Westminster Abbey? Um, you know, I, I wouldn't like to adopt it in Ireland, so nobody needs to worry about anything like that being proposed. Um, but, you know, this is a, a thousand-year-old monarchy. You know, bear in mind it was William the Conqueror uh, who was uh, the first king to be crowned in Westminster Abbey. And there's a huge amount of tradition there and a huge amount of history. And it may seem a bit strange to us coming from Ireland or, or coming from Republic, and, and it is. But um, there's also something nice about it, too, the tradition, you know, the titles, the colour. Um, and it was a more modern ceremony than would have been the case in previous years. You know, Scots Gaelic, Welsh and Irish all being used as part of the ceremony. Uh, Leo Varadkar speaking yesterday to News Talk's Henry Keane, who's still with us on the line, having attended some of the coronation events. Um, Henry, one thing that I was really struck by watching the people uh, sitting alongside the Mall as the procession went by after leaving Westminster Abbey was just how how damp and dank it was, and that it must have made for a pretty miserable experience for the few people that were camping out overnight or even for, for oh, more than one right. night. How did they get on? I mean, it looked like perhaps a really wet electric picnic when it all ended. Uh, and, it, you know, and there was, you know, toilet facilities were quite basic. It was extremely wet. It would get into your bones. And it was quite somber, to be honest with you. I mean, it, it wasn't like Harry and Med- uh, Meghan's um, wedding back in 2018 or even uh, Will and Kate's back in 2011. It was, it was quite a serious affair. And I think the rain definitely did dampen the mood. Mm. I did get to meet Cara and Sue and Lisa in the rain. And they look back at their experience. I have enjoyed it because it's once in a lifetime. I don't know if I'm going to be here for the next one. You might one. be. I mean, 15 years' time, we'll see William there. We'll see. For me, it was worth it. I didn't, um, I'm in a mobility scooter um, down there being charged at the moment because nowhere else would charge it for me. Oh, I see. The official programme shop is yeah. charging your mobility yeah. scooter. So that was nice of them. And you didn't get to the balcony, but you got to see the fantastic 260-year-old gold carriage. Oh, yeah, it was lovely. I've got pictures. Fairy tale stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, and they were lovely. I did see them. They had their crowns on. And God save the king. Um, we saw the king and um, queen um, in this carriage, and then um, the king put this crown on, and um, everyone started cheering. And then um, he went to Buckingham Palace. When he was uh, in the church, he was singing. Did you like the singing? Just seeing, you know, seeing Charles, you know, on his uh, kneeling down, you know, and touching all the, touching the rings, touching the bracelets. It was all very, very profound and, and moving. It, it really was something like a, almost, a, you know, it was a medieval ceremony. That was that was just yeah, very very deep and very moving. I thought, and then the actual ceremony afterwards was so spectacular with all like you know the the cannons being pulled past and the soldiers uh, such great music and such a thrill seeing the royal family seeing William and Kate and their kids you know in the car just a few meters away and then there's just no feeling like uh, for a British person who's I'm, I'm proudly a British person I'm proudly British and I'm patriotic there's no feeling like walking down the Mall to Buckingham Palace when you know that the royal family is going to come on the balcony 
we were hoping there'd be a fly past. It's just such a thrill. And, you know, three cheers for the king. Uh, some of the people who are camping out on the mall talking to Henry, uh, still keeping their spirits high despite the, the pretty crummy weather. Uh, one thing I didn't realise actually until yesterday is that the mall is deliberately kind of paved red with that kind of red stone because it's meant to evoke a red carpet uh, going up to the palace, which which makes an awful lot of sense. Um, Henry, another Irishman who's witnessed the coronation and was in the Abbey is someone who's had his own fair share of red carpets in the last 11 and a half years that he's been head of state. Michael D. Higgins, what did he have to tell you? Yeah, um, obviously, um, the the Irish president was representing the country. He talks about he talks about many things. Actually, he talks about the environment. He talks about his relationship uh, with Charles and and Charles's relationship with Ireland. In the meetings I had with him and with his mother, the late Queen Elizabeth II, um, what strikes you immediately is how well informed they are on the detailed history, including, and the point that you raise, including, for example, um, at the Buckingham Conference, the, uh, remember that his ancestor, when the king, when he's opening the parliament in Northern Ireland, is suggesting that this, he hopes, is a temporary measure that the people of Ireland on an all-island basis will be able to live together and solve their difficulties. Now that might have been very idealistic given what were really deep sectarian divisions as well as any other issues in relation to Northern Ireland. But he is well informed. I also think as well in the conversations I had with Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II was the way she would stay on often is the end of conversations uh, she uh, always uh, said about how that the peace must be sustained. They were very anxious if you like uh, uh, to keep in the conversation those who were kind of leaving it or those who had not yet been included. Uh, uh, I would say too very straightforwardly. I had conversations with uh, with Prince Charles before he gave what was a generous speech in Moloch Moore uh, dealing with the the, the, the Mountbatten, tra- Mountbatten murder really, which is what it was. But I think that equally in relation to um, matters uh, that had gone unpunished in Northern Ireland, for example in relation uh, to Derry, he was very anxious to say something that would in fact he was mentioned to me, how he acknowledged what the families had been put through. So you you have a person who has a good sense of history, is well informed, and I think his instincts are very, very, very good. And there are times, I have to say, when I've said, I've met him altogether nine times since 2014. And there are times when his views and the views of his mother were in advance of some of the political views. Uh, Michael D. Higgins speaking to Henry Keane yesterday. Some interesting words from our head of state about his, his new neighbour, uh, as far as that regards. Um, Henry, you also got to speak to, to Michelle O'Neill, a first minister in waiting uh, north of the border. Yeah, a huge reconciliation from Sinn Féin. Uh, Michelle O'Neill uh, actually going uh, to this coronation. Mm. And, and th- this is what she had to say, because a big step, a big step for them and a big step for her. I think it's hugely important that we're all committed and redouble our efforts in terms of reconciliation between the people of our islands. Last year I made a commitment to the public. Um, I said that I wanted to be a First Minister for all. Um, The public endorsed that in our May election and I want to fulfil that commitment and that promise and that's why my attendance here today is so significantly important because I want to live up to, in word and deed, to the promises that I've made to the public. Do you think King Charles is a closet Irish Republican? Do you think he has a lot of, uh, you could say, solidarity? I think that's probably stretching it, but um, I think that there's no doubt that the the royal family have played a significant role in terms of um, reconciliation between our islands. Um, The the Queen Elizabeth visit, for example, and then the return um, 
our president visit obviously to, to Britain as well. So I think all those things have all been hugely important in terms of building relationships, I think, between our islands and we need to continue to do those things. And for me today, you know, given the background of a changing political landscape, um, you know, we're and we just celebrated 25 years of the Good Friday Agreement. My eyes are very firmly on the future and what does the future look like? And that needs to be building a better society and a reconciled society for everybody. Uh, Michelle O'Neill, uh, Sinn Féin's First Minister designate, uh, ending that report from Henry McKean, who's been at the coronation for us. Uh, Henry is, by the way, staying uh, over yonder because he's also going to be covering Eurovision in Liverpool for News Talk all week. So going from one kind of uh, eccentric performance with lots of jewellery and whatnot to another, uh, certainly keeping his uh, keeping himself busy over there. Henry, thank you very much for joining us this lunchtime on the record on News Talk. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions, it all adds up to the new equation. On News Talk.